0: The urgency with a really great funnel is what took my business from really struggling, making about a thousand dollars a month, to just just like that, making ten thousand dollars a month.
1: Hello, and welcome to the art of selling online courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Jack Hopkins. He's worked as an engineer for eight years before quitting his job and turning his biggest hobby of playing the piano into a highly successful online course. in 21 dayscom has brought in over $3 million in revenue to date, with over 8,000 students all over the world. Today, Jack supports his family with a passive income from his course, while teaching other people how to do the same on the online course show podcast. And there's other places you can find out more about him. We'll talk about that more at the end. So today we're going to be talking about urgency and scarcity, why they matter, what kind of impact they can have, how to use them ethically, different kinds of urgency and scarcity, and tests that Jacques has run before. Now, before we dive into our interview with today's guest, I've got an important question for you. Do you own a course or an authority website? If you do, did you know there's a short list of techniques that can help you to double to quadruple your revenue? The average rate of return from using these techniques is 428%. If you want to find out more and find out which ones you're missing at the moment, go to pimpyourfunnel.com, fill in the survey. It takes about three minutes, something like that. And my team is going to create a personalized profit increase report for you. So go to pimpyourfunnel.com and get your own report. Now, back to the show. Jacques, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: John, this is this is such an honor and a pleasure. I love geeking out on courses. I love talking with you. I love going on other people's podcasts and just like geeking out about this stuff. But it's a real honor to like get invited back on a podcast because that means you didn't like totally bomb it the first time, I guess. So thanks for the uh, invitation yet again, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Really glad to have you on. So... Could you spell out for us, I mentioned the start, urgency and scarcity. What's the difference between them and from which one means what?
0: Yeah, so I've used them interchangeably in the past, mistakenly. I did a big urgency experiment a couple of years ago and I released, uh, you know, I have my own podcast where I share insights from my online course business. And I think I titled the episode something like, you know, the three types of scarcity you could use for online courses. And like, even then I was using the term wrong, in my opinion, scarcity relates to the quantity, a limited quantity of something, whereas urgency is is about a limited time for something. And so when I said like, here's the top three ways to use scarcity in your online course business, I actually meant urgency because I think that we're talking about online courses here, right? We're talking about digital products. It's very hard to like ethically use true scarcity with digital products. And maybe you can prove me wrong, but they're digital, right? There's an infinite number of copies of these. And most people understand that on the other end. So I think that urgency, making it time-based is probably a more effective and like ethical way Unless, like coming across as a scam way to increase the number of sales. And then for me, you know, if, if you've got buy-in on that, I think there's three main ways we can do that with online courses. But I mean, do you agree with the definition and, and maybe urgency is a better tactic for online courses?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Urgency is like you normally, well, we'll get into the details of how you use it in a bit. But yeah, urgency for online courses does fit a lot better. In fact, it's like, that's the reason, well, one of the reasons that I got into working with online course creators is because you've got unlimited supply. And so it's like, if you then pretend that you don't have it, it was like, come on, like in what way, but I'll tell you where it, where you do get scarcity with online courses is if you also have a group coaching element to it as well. So if it's like, it's course, plus there's some kind of coaching that you can get or some kind of feedback or whatever, then that does make sense to use scarcity at that point. I read this book, oversubscribed, uh, Daniel Priestley, I think. And um, he talked about like the huge importance if you're running, I think, a service business he was particularly focused on of having getting oversubscribed, having scarcity, making sure everybody knows there's a limited amount that you've got available and they're going to have to really fight to get a place. And one of the things in there that he talked about was if you're going to run a conference, fill up a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group or whatever with more people who want tickets than there are tickets available and you'll find you can sell out those tickets super fast which you might not then sell them for any more money, but you can move on to the next thing. You're done. That's all sorted. And uh, I tried it out recently. I got a conference I organized once a year and uh, we had tickets sell out. And I think it was under 24 hours, definitely. And it was like, this is great fun. This is really, really good. (laughs) So that scarcity, that works really well. But we're talking today about urgency. So did you always use urgency or did you have reasons why you weren't doing it? So I didn't
0: always use urgency. And that was one of the big keys for me and my business actually like taking off and being successful is once I implemented urgency, I launched about 10 years ago. And I just, I launched it like the way that my intuition told me to launch it. It, it, My intuition said, Hey, build the course. That's like the first thing basically. And then like you launch it, you make it available And it's like, people can go to the website and buy it or not buy it. Right. And I didn't Mm -hmm. really know anything about scarcity or urgency back then. And I was wondering why, not to mention, I didn't have much traffic, but like even the traffic that would come, wouldn't buy it. And the main reason was there was no incentive to buy it now. Right. It's like, okay, this is cool. Like 21 days. Like I can start tomorrow. I can start the next day. I can start the next day. I don't need to buy it right now. And I was listening to a podcast episode, one of my favorite Podcast or most influential podcast that I've ever consumed, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, mm-hmm. and yeah. he had a he had a course guy on on there. I don't think this particular person does much in the course space anymore, David Seidman Garland, but he was talking about on that episode the way his funnel was set up and his urgency. And he said, "Look, here's what you need to do if you if you're a course creator and you have your course just out there for any to, anybody to buy at any time, you need to remove that ability. Instead, put a landing page that says." Hey, my course is currently waitlisted, but don't fret. Like in the meantime, download this free guide or something. So right off the bat, somebody's visiting your site, they see, oh, like I can't get into his course, but I can get this freebie. So with digital products, like I still question the the ethics of that when it's like, you know, we, we talk about how there's an unlimited supply of the digital products, but like also unless it truly was awful and you're redoing it and it's not launched yet, like it's probably still available. Like you could sell it. So that's an interesting tactic. But that was back in 2016 when I implemented urgency for the first time. And so the urgency with a really great funnel is what took my business from really struggling making about $1,000 a month to just just like that, making $10,000 a month. And for me, like that's when I knew it actually was working.
1: Oh, 1000 to 10000 just from yes. adding in. Okay. This seems like a big deal. Okay. We should dig into this more. We should do a podcast episode about it. All right. So the thing that was stopping you before, as I understand it, was you just hadn't really thought about doing it. It wasn't that you'd thought about it and decided that feels scummy. It's that you just hadn't really thought of doing it. Is that right? I
0: hadn't thought of doing it. I guess I should clarify that I thought about possibly adding a discount, like Mm -hmm. a limited time discount, which is another great form of urgency. But all the gurus back then that I, at least the ones I listened to said, Hey, never discount your product, never discount your product. Right. Show the full. So I just kind of threw that form away. So this, this form of urgency about the availability was kind of new to me. Like, Hey, don't let people buy it anytime they want, right. Put it within a, a funnel and make, make it to where there's a, you know, a last day that somebody can get it. And then when that last day hits, like after that last day, like make sure that they actually cannot get it after that. And mm-hmm. so that whole concept, I learned it on that podcast episode for the first time, I would say, implemented it. It's been working great ever since. But the caveat that I've now switched what type of urgency I use.
1: Nice. Okay. So just to recap for everybody... Scarcity is when there's a limited supply of something like there's only 100 of these available, or there's only 10 this month or whatever it is urgency is here's a reason to take action now, but you're not claiming that there's a limited number of them that you can get like and as many people as you like can get it at this discount as we've mentioned is one of the, the ways of doing it or in this launch or whatever. So that's urgency. Okay, how did you implement it? What did you do when you first started? Was it basically that you just had a wait list? And then you said you can only buy it at these times a year? Yeah.
0: So for me, it was implementing a a true like evergreen funnel for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I think that was even maybe a little before Deadline Funnel was created. So I had a virtual assistant do a lot of manual stuff to make sure, like when I said it was going away, it would go away uh, at the time. But I made it to where somebody could come to my site and they could not buy the course, but like the whole site directed them to a single just opt in page. Where it's just this piano workbook they could download, but the messaging was very clear on that site. Like I said a little while ago, it said, like, hey, look, the online course is currently waitlisted while we work on the newest version, but don't fret. Like, in the meantime, download this free workbook where you can learn 36 popular songs in five days. And so right off the bat, not only are they interested in like the freebie that they're gonna learn from, but they're they're in their mind, they're already like, oh, you know, I I kind of want details about this course thing, but like, it's not available yet. So Mm -hmm. they know that something's coming and by, by opting in, that was like another incentive to give me their email address is not only are you going to get this thing, but you're going to be on the wait list. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that the way I did it, I did it exactly like David Simon Garland laid out in that podcast episode back seven, eight years ago to where it's, it was automated evergreen sequence that hyped up the course. And then like, hey, it's coming out tomorrow. Now it's available. It's open for five days. And then we send a couple of emails on the last day saying it's going away. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I set that up and I let that run just like that for like probably five years. And it was very, very successful.
1: How often was that launching? How often was that, that sequence going out per year?
0: So it was Evergreen Funnel. So every new opt-in that I would get would go through that sequence. Mm-hmm. And then... The way that I structure like relaunching is if if they go through that sequence and they don't buy or unsubscribe, then you automatically get repitched the the offer. Meaning the urgency is the availability every three to four months. Okay. Um, so I never did like a live launch to my full list. It was more of a it was more like a an evergreen green sequence that never
1: ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long is it? is it like five years worth of emails or do they just go back to the start again after a year? Or like, how does it work? Basically go back to
0: the start. It's a very okay. lazy way to do it, but it works. Like, so I, I find that sometimes course graders are like, Oh no, I can't send that email. Cause I just sent like a similar email four months ago. It's like, no, don't give yourself that much credit. Like people get tons of emails. <laughs> like they're not going to remember that that was the exact email. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I'll have people that have been through my launch sequence, like, Seventeen times, and like, finally, now is the right time to buy. And it doesn't matter that they've seen the same kind of sequence that many times. It's just like now is when they were, I guess, most receptive to it for whatever reason in their in their life.
1: Yeah, most of the people who got it didn't open it. Most of the ones who opened it didn't click. The ones who didn't click, most of them weren't paying attention. Or the ones who paid attention, most of them didn't read to the end of the sales page. Most of them mm-hmm. didn't get through the check. It's like it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like they can get the now, same would it, would, again.
0: Would it convert higher if like every time was like a, a different version of the launch and different emails? Yeah, probably. But let's 80-20 this thing, right? I'm, yeah. all, about, I'm all about simplicity as well. And so if I can spend significantly less effort for almost the same results, I'm all for it.
1: Sweet. Okay, so let's get into the different kinds of scarcity that you can use because you had one there before, which was you can only buy at this particular time of year. And then each person was getting that three to four times a year. What way are you doing it now? Same or was it it's, changed at all?
0: Yeah, it's changed. And look, you just did like you just did it. It's so easy to confuse the two. Did you I just, just said scarcity, scarcity again. <laughs> you did, yeah. Which is which is totally fine. Like I I butchered it for for the longest time. I forget who who clarified for me one time. They were like, and maybe it was a podcast listener. They're like, you know, I love I love what you're saying, but like you realize you're talking about urgency and not scarcity, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a big deal. I, I don't think. And a lot of times we lump them together, but. In my opinion, there's three main, like, effective and proven ways to use urgency for an online course. Mm -hmm. And that would be one is the availability, which is what I did for years, meaning it's either available or it's not. We have that, we put together an irresistible offer, and like, here's the offer, here's the time it's available, and it's going away and it goes away. That's the availability. The second way would be offering some kind of discount, right? Mm -hmm. I mentioned, years ago, I felt like all the gurus are saying, never discount your product. And one day I was like, I was like, you know, what if that's not true? Sometimes we just assume things are true without testing it or really validating whether it's true. And I was like, you know, I like a good discount. Like, and when I buy something with a discount, I don't think I'm less likely to use it or get value out of it. It just means I was more likely to actually take the plunge and get into it. And so I was like, let me, let me just test it. And so Um, And then the other thing about the availability being my urgency was it never felt just like a hundred percent good. It never felt a hundred percent ethical because once again, it's like, it's a digital product. It's like, and it was actually available. Like my website would say, you know, join the wait list while Jack's working on the newest version. Well, that's not really true. And like, I, I value being truthful and honest with my, with my people. And so uh, I never felt great about it, but it was working so well, you know, be honest, like it was working well. So It was hard to get away from it. But I would every once in a while would get a message, like kind of a hateful message, like, you're kidding people, like this is a digital product. We know it's available. Stop using these stupid marketing tactics. (laughs) So I was like, all right, well, what if a discount could work? So I did a I did a split test with, you know, literally sending half the people one way, half the people another way, testing availability as the urgency versus a discount as the urgency. Now. I'll share what I found. I know you love data. You're way better at collecting data than I am, John. But a couple of caveats is this was not a perfect experiment because I didn't only change like literally one thing, right? The be- When you're doing a split test, it's best to have literally one variable. I kind of increased my pricing at the same time. So mm-hmm. my pricing was two tiers. I basically have my bottom tier is video course, online course. Top tier is online course plus every bonus I've ever ever thought of, community interaction, bonus courses, and so on. $300, $500. That was my pricing forever. So when I was going into this experiment, I wasn't just going to discount those prices because I was like, I don't want to make less money per sale. So I nearly doubled those prices. So I went up to $500, a thousand, normal price, but hey, in the funnel, you can get one to $200 off. So I know numbers don't play too well with just audio, but like, and that's my current pricing now. It's $500, Mm $1,000 inside the funnel. You can get them for either 400 or 800. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I also kind of tweaked the pricing a little bit. So I got more money per sale when I switched over to urgency with the type of urgency. But at the end of the day, the data showed me that I was making 50% more per opt-in basically with my urgency being the discount.
1: And what was the price in the other version of the funnel? Was it still 300 and 500? 300, 500, 300, okay. 500. Yes, exactly. That's That was like,
0: either you can't get it at all or you can get it for either 300 or 500, right? That's, that's scenario A. Scenario B is you can get it anytime you want for 500 or 1,000, but for this limited time, you can get it for 400 or 800. And I was really hoping that the results would show me basically like, even split between the two because I felt better about the discount. Like that felt better on the inside. I felt like okay. I was serving people better. I felt like I was duping them less. So at the very least, I was hoping for an even result. And it exceeded my expectations in a good way that it actually worked better. And so for the past, gosh, probably two years now, that's been the model. That's been the pricing and urgency model that we've used for the past two years.
1: Nice. Okay, so that was option one. This is going away. You can't. You can either get it now, or, or just, you can't get it for at least for a while. Second one was discount. What was the third type of urgency?
0: What do you think it is? Any guesses?
1: Oh yeah, I mean price going up is the one that I really like. I would lump that in with a discount, right? It's it's price related. Yeah, but it works. It's different it, psychologically. Like I see what you mean. It is about price changing, but. If you've got a fixed price and the price has been the same for a while, and then you say the price is going to go up, that only works with an existing list, not like the front end funnel. But you get a higher number of people who buy than you if you say there's a discount. I need to go okay. back and check the data on that. But that's when I've seen the highest. I, I from what I remember of going through it, I've seen higher numbers from that. But if that's not the one that you meant, then No, I no, wait. Say, I would I love I
0: love that you mentioned that, because that's I think that. Is can be very effective. I think I should clarify these three things I'm talking about have to do with evergreen urgency, and you can't, it's hard to do what you're talking about on an evergreen basis.
1: Yeah, definitely truthfully. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, truthfully, right? (laughs) Ethically. But but John, let me, I'm just curious because you brought it up, because that's not a tactic I use very often, but I know it can be effective. But like, what if you tell people Hey, look, this is the last chance. Like, this price has been like this for five years. This is the last chance you will be able to get it at this price. And the deadline comes, and then you raise the price, but then, like, people are just not buying at that higher price. And it turns out that you should have kept it at this, at the, like, how do you, can you go backwards on that?
1: Yeah, you have to kind of eat a bit of humble pie, but you can. I mean, you probably, if anybody buys it at the higher price, no, nah, the higher price would be fine, wouldn't it? You just have to email everybody and go, I fucked up. It's I've changed it to too high of a price. We've gone back again, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. As I guess like a lot of things, it comes back to transparency. And so I certainly value, you know, being being honest and transparent with my audience. So it sounds like your advice would be, you know, as long as you, as long as you're clear and you don't just like one day switch it back and don't tell anybody, then uh, I guess it's okay. All right. Sorry. I keep getting on on tangents. The third way would be a bonus going away mm-hmm. right? Yeah. instead of like the whole offer going away instead of a discount going away, like maybe you have this great bonus that it's like, okay, you can get you can take advantage of essentially the offer, right? You can buy the online course anytime, but for a limited time, you have access to this bonus. And if you buy by this date, you will get access to this bonus or these bonuses, or you can combine the three forms of urgency, right? By this date, you can get the discount and the bonus, right? Mm. It's getting a little more complicated. But from what I've seen, evergreen urgency tactics, it would be that availability, discount, or bonus
1: going away. And have you tried with bonuses going away as as an option?
0: I have not tried it with my piano business, but I have seen it with people that I work with. And in general, discount and availability work much better than a bonus going away, but it very much... Depends on what that bonus is, you know, how compelling that bonus actually is. But in general, that's my least favorite of the three strategies, just in terms of what
1: works the best. Have you been through Andre chapron's training, the autoresponder madness? Mm, no. So he's got like a very, very specific way that he does email marketing. And we don't need to get into any of the details. Already. It's nothing... Yeah, he's just got his own ways of doing like autoresponders and follow-up sequences. And he segments people into very small, small groups. But he's got in that training, does a lot of affiliate marketing, right? And so what he'll do is he'll be promoting the same launch as everybody else is promoting in the internet marketing space. So he might be, he's got some other stuff that's not internet marketing space. But if it's in internet marketing, like everybody's promoting whatever it is, Jeff Walker's uh, product launch formula version 5.0 or whatever the hell we're on now. At the same time. So, why should you buy through his link? And his thing is the bonuses. So, he's got really good at like, how do you come up with an absolute killer bonus where it's like that thing that the person's selling is brilliant? It's absolutely fantastic. It's going to get you amazing results. But then what's going to happen is it's going to throw up this other problem that that course doesn't solve. But if you get my bonus, then that's going to solve that problem as well. And there's nobody else who is solving that problem in the same way and you'll never be able to buy this this bonus separately you can only buy it as part of this you know launch and whatever and it's like it's probably not true at some point you probably sell it separately but like that was kind of his his way of doing it and i never tried it i haven't i haven't used it as an approach either we found discounts work so well that we've never used the bonus on its own it doesn't it doesn't it seems like why would you buy that? <laughs> you know it's yeah work, like right? why Why would I
0: eat liver and onions when I can have the steak, right? Like if if it's available to me, but, but in your example, like the other two options aren't really available in that case. Like if you're promoting somebody else's offer, then you can't dictate the availability really. And then you can't really dictate a, a discount, but you can dictate any additional bonuses that you do or do don't include with that offer. So it sounds like in those cases, people are not choosing bonus over the other two options. They're choosing bonus because it's the only option left.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I've got another friend who she does um, affiliate marketing for. She promotes uh, Marie Forleo's uh, B-school, B-School, which they do a promotion yeah. once a year, which has a going away uh, urgency. But people could buy from lots of other people. So what she does is she throw, so she throws in a bonus of a one-to-one session with her if you buy through her link. And so, you know, that does that does well for her. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So if someone's not using any kind of urgency at the moment, would you always recommend going with the discount one just because it's kind of the, the simplest and it's worked best for you? Have you seen it yeah. differently in other situations?
0: Yeah, I haven't really seen any examples where this, like it just like definitively doesn't or won't work it works really well. And I feel like it's the most ethical uh, of, mm-hmm. I'm not the not that the bonus one isn't, but I just, I feel like there's, there's it's highly ethical and it's something that people are used to in general, just out there in the world with other, like buying other things, right? You go to the grocery store. So like the apples may be discounted today, right? People are used to being offered discounts on on various purchases that they make and appreciate them for the most part where like your grocery store is not like, look, this is this is the last day we're going to have apples. You know, you make sure you get your apples today because tomorrow they're all, you see what I'm saying? Like that, that would feel very off. It's not normal. They have like 200 apples sitting out and they're not saying, hey, look, when these apples are gone, there's no more apples. That's scarcity. This would be the equivalent of saying, you know, at midnight tonight, no matter how many apples are left, you can't buy an apple from us tomorrow. And that's weird.
1: <laughs> That'd be really weird. Yeah okay so recap scarcity is this there's going to run out there's going to be a limited number of these things urgency is here's a reason to take action now different types of urgency it's going away price is going up and bonus goes away when you first implemented urgency at all in your business it 10 times the results that you were getting which is pretty massive. Like Most people do two to three email promotions a year with urgency. They do Black Friday, they do one or two others in there. When they do that, they have a massive spike in sales, but then they don't want to do it any other times during the year because they're like, oh, I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it. So what could you say to somebody who's like, feeling uncomfortable about sending these email promotions with having urgency at different times of the um year what what might make them feel more comfortable about it
0: so there's a difference between having one like one main offer versus mm-hmm. like having a bunch of different offers you could promote right for me yeah. i like i have one main offer yeah there's two options somebody could select but my brand piano in 21 days there's like basically one thing you're like i'm selling you the ability to play piano in 21 days take it or leave it right and so for uh, like, I don't I don't want to promote that too often because I don't want my promotions to be not effective. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the bottom, I, I, honestly, I don't know what the bottom limit is. I used to do every four months mm-hmm. for somebody. Now I'm doing every 100 days, which is closer to the three month mark, but yeah. I've never tested less than hundred days. That just feels pretty good to me, right? If I'm launching the exact same offer every month with with urgency, I feel like it's like less effective. Yeah. But I've never I've truly never tested that and I know that you you're a fan of like promoting and doing urgency more often but I wonder if that works better when you have like multiple different offers like if every yeah. month you can put together a like throw a different offer in front of somebody rather than the exact same offer every month.
1: Yeah, our ideal is about every 6 months going back through to the to the start again of the um you know okay you've got like We tend to do two promotions a month. So if you've got 12 courses, then you can do two a month for six months. Not everyone's got 12 courses. That's quite a lot, right? But if you've got eight, you can do two a month for four months. Or you can start to mix it up a little bit and go, right, we're going to take an existing course and we're going to splinter out a part of it and sell something that's cheaper or sell an affiliate link or have the premium version, the group coaching, you know, you could buy the normal version. Now you can get the group. There's a whole load of ways that you can put different stuff together that I'm, I'm getting off onto a, a slightly different topic here. But yeah, I would say, I would say ideally, yeah, every three to four months would kind of be the, like what we found to be the minimum. Now we promoted the same course. We only had a client and they only had two courses. So we promoted the same course every month for seven months. And every month we got better results because we learned how to do the promotion better We found different angles, different hooks, different reasons to be talking about it. You know, it was a self-love course for people into uh, like self-help. And you would talk about it in January as a new year, new you. And then you talk about it in February to do with Valentine. And then you talk about it in March to do with, you know, whatever the topic was that you could find to talk about that month. I've got you've seen a video from her. I've got a genius copywriter called Monica who she can just always find another angle, another reason, another thing to talk about. And then they made the sales page better and the checkout page better, and they made every other element better. But eventually, the audience, everybody who was going to buy, had bought. <laughs> you know, you kind <laughs> of burn out. The, we're like, please, can you make another course, please, <laughs> for the love of God? And now they've started making more courses, so we're kind of in a better state with that one now. But yeah, like it. So that's doable, but that's tough. But every three or four months, I'd say, is a good, a good kind of rhythm.
0: Yeah. It sounds like in that case, you very much were tweaking the messaging and whatnot. And you, you were trying to optimize it. But like, like I said earlier, like I'm basically sending people when, I, when we're doing the promotion, like I'm basically sending them the same emails, the same videos, like the same sales page and everything. So I've found this, the 100 days is pretty, pretty dialed
1: in and it's working pretty well. Nice. Sweet. Okay. Any more that you do want to say on urgency? Anything else you should leave, we should leave people with?
0: I think, I think at its core, those are like for online course businesses, those are your three options. And if you can lean more toward the first two, and I'm not completely anti the availability because that can work really well too. And there's ways to do that, you know, perfectly uh, ethically in my opinion, but I would lean more toward either the availability or a discount being your urgency for scarcity. Like you said, I mean, it's not altogether impossible to implement scarcity because It's really killer combination when you have both urgency and scarcity, right? You mentioned like a coaching component, right? Your time is scarce, right? Mm -hmm. So if you include like, you know, a one-on-one session with you, a quick start session, two one-on-one lessons with you, you could certainly limit that. And that's very reasonable thing to do because you literally can't, you can't do an infinite number of those. So that's, that is a way to implement scarcity is, is limit you know, some sort of interaction with you or somebody in your team. The other way, I know you didn't really ask me about scarcity, but there's really two ways to do it. Yeah. You mentioned one way. The other way is to include something physical with your offer. And because that that's physical items are scarce. And so that's something we do offer with our top-end package. Most of the time when somebody buys from us, it's the high-end and it's within the funnel. So most of the time a transaction is $800, $797. And when somebody takes that option, they pay in full, we will physically mail them out a package with our physical workbook, a t-shirt, things like that. I'm not really leaning into the scarcity on that, but I I guess I could. That would be a way that I definitely could. Like, look, I only have 20 of these packages. So the first 20 people that do this, this, and this will get it. But it's hard to do that on an evergreen basis, right? Because I'm always getting more supplies. I'm always getting more stuff to put in the packages. But if I had a one-off promotion... That I was putting out there, like for Black Friday, I could say, "Hey, look! Normally, I discount this to eight hundred, but today only you get it for seven hundred, and the first ten people get this package right here. And you know, after that, you know, I'm, I'm out. There's no more. Um, so, I think that would be a way to do scarcity as well.
1: Nice, cool, yeah. Russell Brunson. If you ever go through some of his stuff, I know that your webinar is kind of based on his uh, his format. But if you go through his uh, stack. He goes hard on every angle you could possibly do on that. Like, okay, how can we have urgency and scarcity and extra scarcity where like, you know, the first hundred people of you get this bonus, but if the first 10 get this double bonus and then it's like, oh, my God, I must take action now. Oh, my God. But okay, I think from a simplicity point of view, discounts is the way to go with this one. If people heard this and they want some more of your wisdom, where should they go? What's uh, Where should we point people to?
0: Oh, thanks, John. I mean, I, I think we have pretty good crossover in audiences, I would say. So people listening to this, it's already a podcast. My podcast is on the Online Course Show. I know, John, you really wanted that name, but it was already taken
1: when you were starting <laughs> your podcast. I took the second best name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kidding, kidding, obviously. But yeah, nice. online course show. I started it back in 2017 just to kind of share insights for my own course business, Piano in 21 days. Not really knowing where that would go and it's still still up and running here 6 years later, which is really cool. And I, I just love podcasting. Clearly you do too. You're well, you're a couple of years in on your podcast, huh?
1: Yeah, I took a, I thought about doing a podcast for a very long time before starting because I was like, I don't want to be one of those people who starts it and then stops it like 15 episodes in. I was like, I've got to be I got to know that I can commit to doing this. And make this happen every week for a long time I had a friend who like told me he'd done it like I was like Christmas I've done it when my baby was born I've done it every week like for seven years or whatever I was like okay all right Rob I'm gonna do it I'm gonna commit to you know like but it took a while to get in there with it but no it's good it's it's you get a chance to talk to a lot of people and um, get a lot of good insights okay so the online course show podcast and then the online course com as well Yes. You can go check out. You've got a membership over there if people are interested in learning more about getting your support with with running their own online course business.
0: Yeah, we have a little uh, of that too, but uh, I would certainly invite people to start with the uh, the free podcast. That's a great place to start. And I, I think, like, I, I love your podcast, John. It's super valuable. It's you know, back when I was getting started, there weren't really any podcasts dedicated to just just the course creators, right? Now there's now there's several, and I think a lot of times you know, you're sharing insights and then you're also bringing in experts in certain areas, which is really cool. One difference in in my podcast is a lot of times I'll bring in just like your regular everyday run-of-the-mill course creator on a lot of times non-money-making subjects, you know, cooking, quilting, you know, things like that. And just like hear their story about how they succeeded with their online course businesses is, is a lot of the episodes that you hear on the online course show.
1: Nice. So if you enjoyed this interview and you found it useful and you want to get future episodes, subscribe wherever you listened. Thanks so much for listening today. And thanks so much, Jack, for coming on. Thanks, John.